0: St. Margaret of Cortona, uh, a very holy woman. There was people who were raised from the dead because of her intercessions. She died back in 1297. Had a vision in whence she saw this beautiful throne up in heaven. And it was elaborately decorated, this golden throne. And on the throne sat St. Francis of Assisi. And when she asked about the throne, she was told that this throne originally belonged to Lucifer. Before, because of his pride, he was cast down from heaven. And there in his place, on this uh, beautiful throne, sat St. Francis of Assisi, a very humble man, a man who lived his life in poverty and humble service as a beggar, He called all those he gathered around him, his brothers, his friars, friars minor. That means friars inconsequential, unimportant, minimal. You heard what Jesus said today in the gospel, in Luke 14, he said, whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. God cannot resist humility because humility is truth and God loves the truth. He is the truth. You can't resist it. You know, um, you and I, if you think about it, everything we've been given is all a gift. I did nothing to deserve to be born or to be given an intellect or skills or abilities. All that came from God. So if I'm honest with myself, really, I'm nothing. That's what humility is. Humility is just simply stating the truth about yourself. The saints said that humility is is the basis for all other virtues. It's like a chain of a rosary, St. John Vianney said, the great parish priest. You know, you take away that chain and everything else falls apart. Humility is truth. God loves it. He's drawn to it. It's the basis of all the virtues. Humility is really, really important. Now, nobody disagrees that importance is a great virtue. The big question is, how do you live it? How do you live a humble life of service? How do you humble yourself rather than exalt yourself? So Jesus, today in our gospel, he gives us this great picture for us to meditate on of these two chairs, He says when you come to a party, you know, you might want to go and sit at the high chair. But don't, because you might be dishonored if someone more eminent than you comes. Instead, take the low chair uh, so that you can be exalted. So how do you do that? How do you take the low chair? The saints are very helpful with this. Uh, and helping us understand what it means, what it actually looks like on a day-to-day basis to take the low chair. Uh, St. Francis de Sales, uh, known as the gentle doctor, the humble doctor of Genova, uh, and he died in 1622, he says that an easy way to discover which chair you're sitting in, the high chair or the low chair, is to look at how you respond to sins. You know, how do you respond when you make a mistake? When you do something stupid? What do you say to yourself? What goes on in your head? Does it? Do you respond by being troubled and vexed and gloomy? Do you really mad at yourself because you're all disappointed? How terrible you did! You you made this mistake. You did this thing. If you do all that, if you criticize yourself, get angry with yourself when you sin. Saint Francis de Sales says that's a clear sign that you've taken the high chair. Because he says that you know, if you, you're angry at yourself, if you're mad at your imperfections, you, uh, that means you've basically seen yourself as this high holy person. And when you fell in the mud, you realize that you weren't that high and holy person that you thought you were. And so in response, you get mad at yourself. Instead, the way that you take the low seat is when you sin. You simply respond calmly. Uh, You know, you could even respond with gratefulness, saying, Lord, if it it wasn't for your help, I probably would have done way worse than that. You know, St. Francis de Sales says, if we understood ourselves, we'd be astonished that we are ever even able to remain standing. Standing. St. Philip Neri, a uh, priest of the 16th century, known as the, the Apostle of Rome, he would begin every day by praying to the Lord. He would say, Lord, I need your help today. Because if I don't have your help, I am going to betray you. I'm going to betray you worse than Judas. This, is, this was his way of putting himself in the low seat, reminding himself that he's a sinner, that he's nothing, that he needed God's help. So when it comes to sin and how you respond to sin, you know if you sin, take the low seat, be calm, thank the Lord that you didn't do anything worse. Tell him you're sorry, of course. If it's a, if it's a serious sin, uh, go to confession. Well, you could go to confession for any sins. Uh, but when you fall, don't get all mad at yourself. Instead, simply remember, hey, you know, I'm a person. I got issues. I got. Some not-so-good habits, some not-so-good tendencies. I need God's grace and help. But this is where I am. I'm a sinner. Uh, and I'm, thanks, I'm thankful to God that I didn't do anything worse. However, there are other ways that people tend to uh, take the high seat. One of the most common, I think, is when it comes to public opinion. How people see you. Uh, we all have this tendency. I know I have this tendency. I, I, I like it when people see me through a good light. I don't like it when people don't like me. Uh, but uh, St. Philip Neri, he says that we shouldn't worry so much about what other people think, about public opinion, about the thoughts of others. He said that you should never speak of your own praise. That means don't be going around telling everybody all the good things that you did. Uh, You should shun applause of men. Except he said that really you should go even further than this. You should ask the Lord for any graces or good things that he does through your life to hide them, to to not reveal that it was done through you. So you ask him ahead of time to, to hide these things because these graces that the Lord gives can easily become occasions of pride for us. And that's why it's so important to never reveal, except for a good reason, you know, uh, the graces that the Lord gives you or the secret inspirations. Keep those things hidden. St. Philip Neri once said uh, to somebody who had asked him or talked to him, probably praised him for a miracle that he had done. He responded with these words. He said, You do not know how much pain it gives me to be highly thought of. And I constantly pray to God not to work through me things which may lead people to think that I am what I'm not. Believe me, if anything supernatural has taken place through my instrumentality, it has been owing to the faith of others and not to the merits of mine. You know, he would often say, you know, if some miracle happened, Uh, In his life, he'd say, "Well, thanks be to God for all those people who have been praying. It's because of their prayers that the Lord was did this this good thing." You know, if uh, if you do some good work and someone else gets the credit for it, thank God for that. Uh, Thank Him that you were able to be hidden in the midst of this. You'll be rewarded many, many times over in heaven. So shun the applause, of, the applause of men, the praise of men. Ask the Lord even to hide the graces that he's working through you. Now, what about the other side of the coin? So instead of being praised, you are insulted or you are criticized. What if you're accused for something that's not your fault, How should you respond to this? St. Francis de Sales, the gentle doctor, he says this. He says, If when stung by slander or ill nature, you wax proud and swell with anger, you get all mad at someone for accusing you, it's proof that your gentleness and humility is unreal. It's proof that it's a mere artificial show. St. Teresa of Avila, also a doctor of the church, great teacher of the church, She went even further than this. She said that when you're accused of something, whether you did it or not, uh, when you're accused of something, don't defend yourself. She said in most situations, do not stand up for yourself. She said that, you know, I can't think of any situations where when I go to defend myself, I can't do so except by having all these prideful thoughts about thinking how wonderful I am and how virtuous I am. Of course I didn't do such and such. She says, instead of this, don't defend yourself. And then she goes on for page after page after page. She gives seven reasons why you shouldn't defend yourself. She says, number one, when Jesus was accused, had his passion, he was silent. Number two, when you don't defend yourself, you're required to rely on God. Number th- number three: uh, If you can show the Lord you can be trusted in small matters, he'll trust you with bigger things. Number four: it might not be your fault in that particular situation, but there's a whole bunch of other occasions when you didn't get blamed for something, and you probably should have. And so you can accept the blame in this particular situation. Number five: when the truth comes out, it'll show forth your good example. And the truth will come out one day. People will find out about this. Number six, if you don't defend yourselves, if you don't defend yourself, other people, this gives the other people the opportunity to step up and to defend you, which we're called to do as Christians, to defend other people. And number seven, if you don't defend yourself and you're accused, slandered by others, then uh, this will help to free you of other people's opinions. So what should you do when you're criticized, accused? According to St. Teresa of Avila, Doctor of the Church from the 16th century, she says in most situations, do not defend yourself. So how to respond to praise? Ask take preventative measures, ask the Lord to hide the graces, the good things that he does through your life. And the other side of the coin, how do you respond to criticisms? by, in most situations, not all, but most situations, by not defending yourself. This, according to the saints, is a a simple way to begin getting comfortable in that lower chair, in that chair of humility. This is humility. This is what Jesus wants you to learn in these common situations. How to take that lower chair first by getting mad at yourself, I'm sorry, by not getting mad at yourself when you, when you sin, all right, simply accept where you are, ask for forgiveness, go to confession, whatever you need to do, but don't get mad at yourself. Be calm. For you are a sinner, thank the Lord for, not, for, for that you didn't do anything worse. Number two, ask the Lord to hide the graces, the things that he does through your life. Remember what Jesus said? He said, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Ask the Lord to hide those graces or to give someone else the credit, even better. Number three, uh, you know, in most situations, don't defend yourself when you're accused in a situation. Simply accept this suffering as a cross, as a crucifix, like our Lord exemplified for us. The one who gave us the most beautiful example of humility. God who came down to this earth and humbled himself for all of us, dying for us, being shamed on the cross. The one who comes to us each Sunday in the mass, in the humble form of bread. Humility is truth. God cannot resist humility. He who exalts himself will be humbled, but he who humbles himself will be exalted. Amen. God, the Father